Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. All right, it's October and the beginning of spooky season, our favorite time of the year. And in honor of spooky season, and in honor of the podcast's first anniversary, I wanted to try this month and get an episode out every weekend. Hopefully that'll make up for my lack of uploading. So, if you have a story you'd like to share on the podcast, please email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. And with that, I have a couple of stories for us tonight, so let's get started. Our first story tonight comes from Floyd. So it was a normal Thursday morning, early, around 2 a.m. I was watching TV in my family room, and I could hear talking coming from my backyard. I muted the TV from which the only light was coming from. I could still hear people talking, and they were definitely in my backyard. So I got up and walked over to the door in the kitchen that went to the backyard. I looked out the two-inch blinds on the door, and I could see, 15 feet in front of me, two figures, one man and one woman. They looked like shadows, darker than night. The man in front was standing still, and the woman was moving right to left. And I hear her say, he sees me. So I jerk open the door and turn on the lights, and they disappeared right in front of me. This story comes from Cole. I've never had anything super crazy or insane happen to me. Most of the things I'm about to tell you probably have a logical explanation to them. But when they happened to me, I believed it was a spooky ghost or something like that. So, the first time anything paranormal happened to me was in 2007. I was five years old and lived in a rural area of northeastern Colorado known as Hoyt. We lived in a house that had been constructed about a year before my birth, so nobody had died in it or anything. We were the first ones to live there. Anyways, one day I woke up and went to use the bathroom in the master bedroom. I didn't like using the other bathroom closer to my room because it scared me for some reason. My younger brother, who would have been three at the time, was sleeping in the master bedroom and was still asleep when I exited the bathroom and was headed to the kitchen. Right before I got to the door of the master bedroom, I felt something poke my shoulder. I thought it was my brother. I turned around and nobody was there. I could see my brother, ten feet away from me, still asleep in bed. I proceeded to freak out and ran screaming and crying to my dad, who was cooking breakfast. If I really was poked back then, nobody in the house could have done it. The second story occurred a year later when I was six. I was sleeping in my room at my ma's house. This house is an old farmhouse, but to my knowledge, nobody has died in it. Anyways, I awoke out of nowhere in the middle of the night, and I started looking around. I looked up at the wall, and I saw a shadow in the light coming through the window. It looked like a person waving. I thought the shadow was coming from a dream catcher I had made in school, but no light was hitting the thing to cause it to cast a shadow. 
Nothing was in the window either. Yet something was waving at me. I woke up my brother and tried to show him the shadow, but he just kind of ignored me and went back to sleep. I hid under the covers and went back to sleep. I never saw anything like that again. Story three, again, a year later. I was seven and was getting really interested in ghost hunting. I would watch ghost adventures at my dad's house and I wanted to go ghost hunting. One day, I was visiting some neighbors and I was watching ghost adventures. An ad came on the screen for some ghost hunting gear, which was a motion detector and a vibration detector. My brother and I pooled our money and bought the kit online. I think it was about 60 bucks or something. We set them up in the kitchen at my ma's house one night, and we put a plate of crackers on the table. We were upstairs in bed with our ma, who was saying goodnight when the alarm went off on one of the detectors. We all ran downstairs and saw one of the detectors going off, and one of the crackers on the plate had been smashed. This story could easily be explained as a mouse or something, though, as we lived in an old house that they could get into easily. Story 4 took place a couple of months after Story 3. We were visiting my grandparents at their farmhouse in northwestern Oklahoma. This house is insanely old, having been built in the early 1800s by my great-great-grandparents during the land run. One night, I was walking around, not exactly sure what I was doing, but I walked into the newer part of the house that had been built onto the original house in the 70s. They used most of that part of the house for storage, and one of the rooms was filled with instruments. There was a piano, drums, a bunch of guitars, and some more stuff buried in there. I walked into the room, then proceeded to turn around and leave. As I was leaving, something violently strummed the strings on one of the electric guitars behind me. It freaked me out and I ran back to the living room where everybody else was chilling. I just remembered this story not too long ago after having forgotten it for a couple of years. I think it spooked me so bad that I repressed it for a while. This story comes from Braun28. The incidents I chronicle in the following account are true and happened in 2009 in the northeastern United States. I went to visit my daughter and her family one evening. They live in a rural area that is quite dark at night due to a lack of ambient lighting. I exited my car and began to walk across the yard toward their house. The darkness was such that I couldn't see anything before me. However, I was familiar with the property. As I was walking, I came to an abrupt stop, raising my arms in front of me. Not by conscious choice, but my body sensed something before me. Instinct? Thinking it was maybe a yard toy, I kicked outward, but nothing was there. I immediately heard a light rustling distant but approaching my position rapidly. The initial sensing of my path being blocked grew stronger. I then saw, from across the opposite end of the darkened yard, a figure moving swiftly toward me. 
The figure was moving so rapidly that it appeared as a blur approaching and departing. It was only when it passed me and was for a split second aligned with me on my left that I got a close glimpse. But for a nanosecond, it was headed straight at me only to veer to my left at the last possible moment. Its description was as follows. I estimate a height of 8 feet. This is based on comparing my height of 6 feet 3 inches. However, the figure glided and was leaning forward at an almost 45 degree angle. It did not contact the ground. It wore a classic monk-type robe, brown with black smudges. The material was worn and tattered and the hood drastically draped down over the facial area, obscuring any facial features. In passing, it never looked at me. Its body position and head remained straight ahead, but again in a leaning forward, slanted position. Its movement in passing me created an audible swishing. I stepped forward while looking in the direction of the house. This one step triggered the motion which snapped the floodlights on, but I kept watching what just passed me until it disappeared into the darkness. Total time after passing me, then losing sight of it, I estimate at 3-4 to four seconds. When I entered the house, I attempted to tell my daughter what had just happened. She held her fingers up to her lips and said in a low voice, Don't say anything around Steve. He's already nervous about us living so close to the old barn. Note, Steve grew up believing the barn was haunted. Still trying to get a grip, I said, Okay. I gave her what I went out to take and said I had to scoot on for a few more errands. We hugged, and I walked, this time, across a well-lit yard to my car. I got in, and instead of going in the direction of what passed me, I went the opposite way. After a few minutes, I saw the lights of a sheets store. I whipped in, found a parking spot, and stared off in the distance, thinking about what I'd just experienced. This I knew. It really happened. What I saw was what all the pictures and literature throughout my life had depicted. The Grim Reaper. So why am I still alive? Why did it turn from me at the last second? That was Saturday evening. On Sunday morning, I woke up at exactly 5.30am, which was unusual for me. Also unusual was that I was fully awake, no momentary grogginess, bright-eyed. I moved to the edge of the bed and watched the early sun stream in through the half-closed slats. The room was silent. Before I could stand, a long, single musical note from a trumpet came directly from the right corner of the room. It started low but rose in volume and lasted about five to seven seconds. Then the room was, again, dead silent. I didn't have to look outside to determine a source. The trumpet sound was generated within the room. The acoustics of the sound made that determination unmistakable. But no one and nothing was there visibly to generate it. I went through Sunday encountering several people whom I almost told about the trumpet note and even the sighting of the entity. But I thought better of that and kept it to myself, 
feeling that before blurting things out of that nature to those around me, I wanted to first figure it out. At 6pm, Sunday, I watched the movie The Untouchables. Halfway through, I called my dad, who lived in the family home 45 minutes away. I knew he liked the movie, and so I checked in. After talking for a while, I said, Hey, I want to tell you something that happened to me early this morning. You were the first person I told. <laughs> You're gonna think I'm nuts. Surprisingly, instead of laughing, there was a short pause from his end. Okay, he said. You tell me what happened to you. Then I'll tell you what happened to me this morning. He told me that at around 3 a.m. that morning, he was awakened by the doorbell. But it had an unusual sound to it. Like it was only partly pressed in, then released. It was followed seconds later by an identical sound. I said, who was it? He said that he didn't go to sea and just stayed where he was. It was damned odd and I wasn't going to move from the bed. Very unusual for dad. A very unparanormal guy. Five days later, I received a call from my stepsister telling me dad had just died. He hadn't been ill or been diagnosed with any conditions. He was 79. A heart attack. So I'm left with questions. My dad and I were the same size and closely resembled each other. We also shared the same first, last, and middle names. Did this entity resembling the Reaper mistake me for my dad and course correct at the last few seconds? Is that how it works? Was the doorbell ringing at his house the Reaper entity awaiting dad to answer the door, at which point dad would have died then? Was the trumpet I heard in the bedroom an announcement of dad's impending death? Thirteen years later, and the answers, I surmise, only cause confusion and discomfort. I wish it hadn't occurred. But it did. Our last story comes from Justin. Here is a brief summary of the story involving the shadow figure. It was during a weekday in the evening. My wife was putting our son to sleep in his room. I cleaned up around the house, picking up toys, putting away clothes, and lastly cleaning up the kitchen area. I usually turn off all the main lights inside the house, giving it a relaxing ambiance. There are a couple of lights that stay on, only lit very slightly. The kitchen in my house has under-cabinet lighting that illuminates most of the kitchen and the adjacent sitting room across. When I finished cleaning up the kitchen, I turned off the main lights and flicked on the under-cabinet lighting. Then, I sat down on the couch in the sitting area, relaxing for a bit, looking outside the windows at the bright and full moon. It was only a couple of minutes until I saw what appeared to be a figure from the shoulders up to the head walking across the room from right to left in front of me. The under-cabinet lights that once had a dim glow on the walls in front of me were in complete darkness as this figure is seen walking. The profile is embedded in my memory, even a year later. What was only a couple of seconds seemed like a couple of hours. 
The crazy part is the profile of the figure was slightly turned as if it was looking where it was walking. I immediately thought after the figure was out of sight that my wife was playing a prank, only to realize that she had fallen asleep with our son next to her. I woke her up and told her what I saw. Obviously, she didn't believe me. I made her walk behind me to mimic the movements, and it looked like whatever was walking behind me was staring at me as it was walking by. <laughs> Pretty creepy. I never really fully believed in the paranormal, but after that, I had many, many questions that needed answers. I even hired a paranormal investigator to come and look at my house. She was very nice and told me that my house has a couple of spirits that walk about every now and then. Nothing to be afraid of, but just a little uncomfortable when you're by yourself. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. Remember, if you have a story you'd like to share on the podcast, please email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. I want to thank Floyd, Cole, Braun28, and Justin for letting me read their stories. And of course, as always, Oscar for making the intro music. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode. Also, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and a positive review so that other people can find us. I would greatly appreciate that. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HauntedHTX, where I am most active. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.